starting with this thing is a yanta da da and a la la la. <laughs> and the home of the Podcast where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's, it's hockey, hockey in, in sneakers. Jimbo. <laughs> Welcome, American Rhino. Is uh, Sid Fernandez coming in from the bullpen? What's going on? What's going on? It is our 50th episode of the Hit the Deck podcast. Wow, man. Congratulations, sir. This and is to great. you. Yes, thank it's you, quite you. a milestone, I would say. Best intro ever, by the way, from <laughs> oh, Julia all the way through the wonderful voices and guests and fans of this podcast that have made it possible to get to episode 50 and hopefully a lot more to come. Yeah, I agree with you. We couldn't have done it without them and we couldn't have done it without you, our loyal, loyal listener. And we are ever so grateful for your patronage. And we hope that you will continue to stay with us beyond 50 and into the far flung future. However long this ride, however long this ride glows (laughs) or goes or lasts or endures. There you go. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. How about yourself? I'm all right. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah, I'm still trying to recover from that incredible intro. That was most impressive. Huge surprise. Well, you know, I figure you only get a 50th episode once, so why not do it upright? Beautifully done, my friend. Excellent work. See, it's that genius and humility that has brought us to this wonderful milestone. So way to go, Mr. Gary Mack. It's great job, all told, and wonderful, wonderful work. That's a very nice way of saying I'm touched in the head. Well, you're my friend, right? So you have to be a little bit off. So anyway. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> we do have a quite a bit to get to tonight, don't we? Yes, we do. All right. So would you say it would be a good idea to start off with our starting lineup since that's what we do? Agreed. All right. Then for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my stalwart, longstanding co-host, on defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi, and also joining us for this special podcast. At forward, number 44, Brad Vonsky. Number 32, sometimes in goal, sometimes on defense, sometimes standing right in front of Gary, I am Mark Margiotta. And warming the bench, hit the deck, number one super fan, Sue Guarneri. Thanks, guys. We'll get to you in just a little bit, but first, I think we need to know what exactly we are dealing with on this 50th podcast. So, James, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Would you be so kind, sir, as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? Will do, my friend. Thank you. Nifty, thrifty at 50. The American Rhino is just too darn humble to rightly take credit for it, so he politely suggested we equally celebrate our podcast reaching another important milestone. It's Hit the Deck 50. Join us in celebrating our favorite segments, guests, and fans by listening in and then telling us what your top HTD moments have been so far on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail outlets. Ladies' Choice. The New York Times recently reported that the U.S. women's hockey team is planning on boycotting the IIHF World Championship scheduled to begin on March 31st because of unequal wages. And St. Joseph's and St. Patrick's Days. The American Rhino and I have tried not to repeat ourselves over the last year of HTD, 
However, there are some exceptions to that rule. Not only are we devoted hockey fans, but we are also Catholic and have a deep appreciation for Saints Patrick and Joseph. Both topics actually join forces every year as the NHL designs a whole line of special St. Patrick's Day merchandise that Gary and I will go over for you, plus our scouting reports on what kind of deck players the famous Saints would make. Also, please check out HTD6 for more on our appreciation of St. Joseph and St. Patrick. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are welcome, sir. You know, I should wear some of that great NHL green merchandise that they have out this year, but instead for this podcast, I've opted to wear something a little more formal. Yeah, you're looking really sharp, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Please, if you wouldn't mind explaining to the listener at home what you are decked out in on the special HTD 50. I get it. Um, so, well, dear listener, you can't see me, but what I am wearing at present is uh, a T-shirt, but not just any T-shirt. It is a Kelly Green T-shirt, and it's reminiscent of a nice leprechaun suit. Being the 50th podcast, I thought I'd class up the joint a little bit. And it's got a shamrock for a... A lapel flower? Or? A boutonniere. <laughs> I'll break out the green jersey next time. All right, now that we've offended all of our Irish listeners. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, they're, they're I myself am five-eighths offended, so uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you guys. Oh, goodness. I, I never realized how funny the word boutonniere was until you broke out the... Uh, brogue. Exactly, the brogue, so thank you. thank you for that, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, so uh, anyway, um, happy 50th hit the deck, my friend. And to you, sir. And to you. So, seeing as it is our 50th episode, what should we talk about? Well, you did an excellent job back in HTD 25 when you put together an incredible highlight reel. So, we don't want to repeat ourselves a little bit, but exactly. I think it would be appropriate to talk about our favorite moments so far leading up to Hit the Deck and the 50th podcast. Narcissism for the win. There you go. (laughs) So, um... If you're ready, if you have your top five uh, moments, we'll just hold them down to top five for one for each decade of show, if you will, or podcast. So uh, we, w- we don't want to bore anybody. And again, we want to invite you to take advantage of what your, if it's just one favorite topic or, or moment or whatever, or moments, please let us know when you get a chance on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even email them to us. And uh, we'd like to share them with everybody else. Yeah. So I forgot to do it in decade form. So, uh, that's fine. Yeah. It still, Not it still shakes out to be pretty even though. Um, okay. And full disclosure, James actually, uh, grabbed a couple that I, I would have thought of as well. So consider this my, basically my top seven minus two. Fair enough. And I apologize for stealing some of your thunder. No, no, you were the one who put this together and you were the one who got your picks out well in advance. I just didn't bother to look at the list until literally five minutes before we went on the air. So uh, you have the Thor connection. So you are the God of thunder more than I am. So I apologize for that too. That is a tenuous, tenuous link, my friend. (laughs) All right. So why don't we just get into it? So uh, I guess the first on my list going chronologically, I think one of my favorite moments or two of my favorite moments, if I'm being honest, was our road trip segments from Hit the Decks 14 and 15. When on our way to and coming home from a Mets game, In your car, we just opened up the microphone and just kind of shot the breeze, as it were. And personally, I think it wound up as a great conversation or a great couple of conversations. And I think it made for some great radio. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully it's something that we could do again in the future or the near future. But uh, yeah, it was something that that Gary thought up and it it worked out a lot better than we expected, too. We didn't have anything scripted. Gary just said, listen, bring in the microphone. We'll try and come up with something to talk about. Gary did. He's so brilliant at doing that as a natural broadcaster that he is. And yeah, it just, it was fun. It it, it flowed well. We made up a word or two and uh, really enjoyed it. So (laughs) there you go. We picked up a straggler on the road on the way to uh, the Met game. It was good times. It really was. So following after that was episodes 21 and 22, when we 
interviewed Brad, Professor Brad Vonsky, and had him break down plays with us. And uh, like we had filmed footage of it and we posted it on our YouTube channel. So those episodes of Hit the Deck, which and you can see every or listen to every episode of Hit the Deck on our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck podcast. But those two in particular have the edited footage of the plays that we were breaking down. So if you watch those episodes on YouTube, you can see the plays that Brad is describing and Brad is breaking down. And it was really a great like hockey education. I think as a goalie, it helped me to learn what a shooter is thinking. Your part of it helped me learn what the defenseman is thinking in front of me. And I think really it was just a great experience all around. Agreed. Uh, the, the idea of it and then how Gary filmed it and we set up plays and, and exactly broke them all down from that was the whole point too. Gary wanted the goalie's point of view, which is his point of view. We wanted the forward's point of view, which was Brad's and the defensive point of view, which I tried to uh, take up on that point. So we tried to cover all of the different aspects of the same play. And if you are familiar with playing deck hockey or any kind of hockey, hopefully we did a good job on that. And if you're not or we're thinking of playing deck hockey and such, maybe we kind of helped you along the way in kind of coaching in a sense as to what to expect and what your job should be as a, whatever position you decide to play. If you're a center or forward or a goalie or defenseman. And I think it really came out really well. It looked great. It was another brilliant idea on Gary's part, which he's too humble to uh, take credit for, but bringing attention to the YouTube page and having people watch along with what we were talking about and even with the replays and slowing it down, I really enjoyed that part of it. And I actually, yeah, I learned a lot too, which which is good because when you play, you want to improve. And if you get different points of view, it kind of helps you to do your job better. So if you're a forward, you kind of know what the defensive minded player is thinking. If you're a goalie, you're probably thinking, all right, if facing a face-off or excuse me, a one-on-one -on -one or whatever the case is with a shooter, how's he going to try and, and fake me out here? Or where is he going to try and shoot and things of that nature? So exactly. The whole point of it was a process to show you what deck hockey is all about and uh, the level of play that it can be and that it's a lot of fun. And hopefully if you were thinking of joining and playing that, uh, that would help you along to uh, jump in and actually do it. Yeah, great. I also liked, and this is uh, going to be a bit of an odd one, but episode 36, we did the what do we play for? And I kind of, I opened up a nerve a bit on, on the podcast talking about how I really was starting to question whether I was suited to play goalie anymore. And based on the feedback that we got from that, I like that it seemed to be somewhat compelling and honest. And I also like that I've moved past that. Like, I've, I've, I've definitely turned a corner and I'm in a much better place now. So, uh, you know, I, I, I like that I was able to kind of be that honest, raw person to you guys for, for a little while and that I was... I'm I'm comforted by the fact that uh you know life does go on and and once you kind of can step away and get out of your own head these things uh you can see these things get better. Yeah, exactly. And again, Gary and I try and practice what we preach. We're not just here to entertain you and then go away. I mean, we decided to well Gary mainly decided and we agreed to do a deck hockey podcast. I'm sorry, I don't want to get you angry. As we heard, <laughs> you can't see that, but Gary's giving me the eye and, and the uh, he's putting his rhino horn down and kind of doing the grunting. And, and uh, if, if you heard Hit the Deck a couple of podcasts ago that a bull has no chance versus a rhino. So I'm going to back down right now. But anyway, when we decided to do a podcast, we figured let's do it on something that we both enjoy and know a lot about being deck hockey. And that's how Hit the Deck was born. So again, yeah, that that raw and, and huge, honest emotion is something that I think any player of any level has always thought to himself or herself in any level. So if you're a professional or even uh, playing Little League or whatever the case is, any sport that you always kind of doubt yourself after a while, especially if you're going through a slump, because we're human beings. We're not taking steroids here or anything like that. So we no, no, we're not. Of no, course we're not. not. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, we're weekend warriors, so we have a life outside of this. It's purely for fun and joy and love of the game of hockey and uh, and, and of deck specifically. 
so you kind of always feel that way whenever things don't go right and you find yourself in a slump. And especially if you're still playing well, like Gary was, he was still he was uh, in right position and was prepared. But just for some reason or another, sometimes it's maybe you're fatigued or just unlucky, quite frankly. And it kind of piles on. And then you always kind of think to yourself, gosh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Or what am I doing wrong? I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I could tell you um, I've been there way too often uh, and, and tried to, to answer that question many a time. But the beauty of it is that, yeah, we, we all kind of feel that way. And, and the deck hockey world is very supportive. And, and as we said before, that the hockey in general is like a sorority and fraternity where it's not considered, at least not in this country, the biggest sport like baseball or football and even soccer to a, a certain extent. But um, you, hockey fans stick together. And uh, that's the same thing with deck hockey fans, too. So we try and pick each other up and bring each other back to the fore. And exactly, Gary bounced back splendidly, and uh, God bless him for it. But uh, every so often that happens where uh, if you hopefully you could play on a good hot streak where you do nothing wrong, but then sometimes you got to pay it back a little bit and where you go through a slump and you just don't do anything right. So hopefully those days are few and far between. But uh, we we're very happy that the Rhino's back in full force and the few times that we've played since, thanks a lot, Mother Nature, it's been a lot of fun and everybody enjoyed it. And it's something we can all relate to. So being honest like that is is really important. And that's what we try and be on this podcast. You know, James, to lighten it up a little bit, another one of my favorite moments was the scrimmage we did about hockey Christmas music. The uh, oh, Deck yeah. the Halls episode. I really like that one. I think we, honestly, I had a lot more fun talking about hockey-appropriate Christmas music than I ever expected to. So, uh, that you know, I, I thank you for, for uh, joining me in that little excursion. And uh, I hope we can do something just as fun in the future. Amen to that. As a matter of fact, viewing off on, on my uh, two cents on the, the top five moments, if you will, or things of hit the deck that I've enjoyed the most is exactly that's that's fun out of the box thinking that we hope is entertaining for everyone out there and something that maybe we can hold your hand if you will and and kind of lead you into thinking something a little bit more fun that that ties in deck hockey somehow to normal everyday things but you're right I mean we love music we love Christmas and nothing's better than Christmas music so why not uh, see our favorite artists and Christmas songs and and albums uh likened to a deck hockey team and roster. So, yeah, I enjoyed that one, too. That was a lot of fun. And I think the, the last one was, uh, I think it was episode 44, maybe, the um, the one where we interviewed Suzanne, Superfan Sue. Yep. Just because, you know, she's been so supportive of the podcast. And it was really interesting to have that conversation with somebody who's not really exposed to deck hockey and, and find out kind of what the outsider perspectives are and maybe try and begin her hockey education and be an active part of that. And it just, I enjoyed the conversation very much. And I look forward to the opportunity in the future when we can revisit that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, Superfan Sue is hard to try and book because she's a very in-demand and, and busy young lady. But I absolutely agree with you 100%. And she was someone that was always there from the get-go, encouraged us and was behind us and loved the idea and always listened in. And that's something that we really, really appreciate so much because when we were thinking about starting a deck hockey podcast, we also had in the back of our minds that, oh, you know, who's going to really listen to this? And hopefully we will reach an audience out there. So anybody who has taken the time to listen, we really, truly appreciate it so much. And we hope that it is fun and entertaining. And, and Sue is a perfect example of someone that is so generous and cool and is a hockey fan too. I mean, as, as she said, she's a, you know, diehard devil fan and a season ticket holder at one point as well. So she knows her stuff as uh, a lot of uh, female hockey fans, very popular sport among females too. So we're kind of happy to encourage that and let people know that as well, that it's not just a guy thing or something like that. We're not like that at all on this podcast, which I hope we'll uh, even talk about in the next segment coming up after the 50th podcast celebration. But yeah, it, it, it was interesting. It was, it was cool. And hopefully that's something that other people can relate to. And maybe we could bridge the gap a little bit for people that don't know deck hockey or uh, maybe aren't even familiar with podcasts or something like that, because it's a really saturated genre 
and a lot to choose from. So a lot of people jockeying for position to get his podcast listened to. So super fan, Sue, you are the best. You definitely deserve that title. And it was a pleasure to have you on. And you're exactly right. We want you back as uh, often as possible. And we do have some plans for super fan Sue in the future. And we hope that they will come to fruition. So my arm is a little sore from patting myself on the back for uh, 50 <laughs> episodes. How, how about you, James? What were your favorite moments? Uh, well, yeah, we, we kind of talked about this when we hit our official first year anniversary, but uh, I'll go all the way back to hit the deck one true love. It was one of the first topics that we came up with and it was Valentine's day around that time when we did our first official hit the deck. And it was kind of cool to set up what the podcast would be about and how it came about and that we love deck hockey. We love hockey. We love deck hockey and Valentine's day being the day of love and amore. So uh, why not? Absolutely. It, it was love at first stream. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, we were still finding our feet at that point. But even then, I think we were very excited about the prospect of the podcast. And I think that first episode really went a long way to setting up what this podcast is about, what the format is, how everything works. And I'm, I'm even now I'm impressed with how well it went, even though looking back on it now, it's, uh, you know, it's like night and day. But I know a lot of people feel that way when they look back at their earlier work and they're like, oh, I can't believe I was, you know, what was I thinking? But honestly, I think we did a good job. So, uh, you know, 50 episodes, 49 episodes later, I would shake your hand if you were in the room with me, James. So I will just I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you one of those air fist bumps that people do sometimes. So, uh, you know, there you go. Right back at you. But yeah, it's something that Gary always has to drive home is that he's way too humble. And we, we talked about this in the past and we're not going to bore you again about this, but just being able to be a part of this is such an honor and it's so much fun. And, and Gary will never admit it, but he is the driving force behind it. And it's, yeah, he, I have my responsibilities that I try and contribute to the podcast, but it's really all for you because it's, it's such a joy to watch you work. And we'll get to this in a little while, too, when you start riffing and doing your thing. And it's so entertaining and it's so funny. And it really brings home everything into one full package. So it, it's great. And, yeah, maybe we um, – I think we did, as you said, too, hit the deck right off the bat, hit the deck running. Yes. So we try and stay consistent. And I think we, we, we thought about it beforehand. We practiced and kind of came out of the gate pretty strong. So, yeah, that that's why I'm – I'll say that this is five out of, uh, you know, the number five, and then we'll go down to my first or right. favorite moment. But, and bef uh, so we'll, we'll bef call. before you move on, I just want to take a quick thank you for putting together nearly every topic on every single episode. You're welcome. And again, it's a pleasure because you do everything else, including recording it. And What's your next and favorite memory, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, my next favorite memory or moment is uh, Happy Hockey Halloween, which was Happy on Hit Hockey the Deck Halloween. That was one of mine, too. Yeah. I, again, I'm sorry for, for stepping on your toes there. No, it was yours first. But, Whatever it it was, that was fun. It was creative. It, again, a, a good sense of what this podcast is all about. That it's supposed to be fun and hockey related, and you could just tie in so many different things because people are complicated. You know, you, you can't just say that person is this or, or that person is that. I mean, we have a lot of interests and and a lot of loves and things, and and that was kind of a, a really cool thing to explore how original and creative hockey fans are and that was a lot of fun we got to tie in some really creative costumes and like people dressing up as zambonis for crying out loud yeah that one was awesome up. that was awesome and then other people that dressed up as zombies like they had a hockey puck embedded in their head mm -hmm. it was really brilliant stuff so I, I enjoyed that one a lot that was fun i think we need to dress up as the stanley cup one day just for kicks <laughs> yeah well this is a future little teaser for you but there is our own very our very own version of the Stanley Cup, as a matter of fact, that someone very brilliantly created all by himself. And we'll definitely talk about that when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. You're really overselling it, James. It was, it's, it's great. Just stay tuned for that. You, will you not know what else would be a great costume? And I, I, maybe I should wait for October, but Rod Hockey. I'd like to dress up as Rod Hockey one day, one year. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> hey, I'm Rod Hockey. How you doing? 
Oh, man. Uh, doing the one-dimensional thing would be a little bit challenging, but yeah, why not? I have to lose some weight anyway. No, who doesn't? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, definitely jot that down. I want to see that. That's a good Igor. one. Igor. Igor doesn't. No, that's right. Igor doesn't. And uh, God bless him, too, because he's strong. He's not somebody that you can just push around. But uh, whatever, man, whatever works for you. So, uh, But good point. Let's see. That's one, two. Th- so my third favorite moment or topic of Hit the Deck out of the first 49 official podcasts is the champion checkdown, which was from Hit the Deck 43. That's right. The Undertaker. This just, again, is Gary at his finest. It was a great idea. It was something that was so much fun. And if you wouldn't mind just taking us through it a little bit, I really enjoyed listening to it and watching Gary do his thing so well. Okay. In brief, in very brief, because we covered this extensively on uh, episode 43, but basically the WWE Royal Rumble, the premise is that wrestlers get in the ring and they get thrown out over the top rope and the last person who's remaining wins. So we took our hockey spin on it and we decided to insert wrestlers in the deck hockey arena and decided that they would be eliminated by being checked over the boards. And uh, so we just, we had a 10, I think, participants and the uh, last remaining wrestler won the match. It was close, though. It was really, really close. Very close, it, yes. And, and I was rooting for him, but I'm glad that the dead man pulled it off. But uh-huh. uh, it wasn't easy. <laughs> so, Really, yeah. If you get a chance to listen to Hit the Deck 43, definitely do so. And, and I enjoyed it very, very much. And uh, I was on the edge of my seat, too, because I didn't know it was going to happen. So <laughs> it was well done. Very clever. Uh, so then from there, speaking of, of along those lines, was way back when and Hit the Deck 20 – where Gary and I did our own deck hockey draft. Yeah, and full disclosure, I think this was my number one favorite moment from uh, our, our 50 episodes. But uh, just, please, yeah. elaborate, James. Yeah, exactly. You should be very proud of this. So just to, in a nutshell, and again, you're more than welcome to listen to these uh, Hit the Decks again on your leisure, but uh, Gary and I came up with two teams, and the genre was, uh, or uh, I mean, the the the... the it was because of the actual NHL draft was coming up in June. So we figured let's do our own fantasy deck hockey draft and uh, we could pick any players we wanted in, in any area. If it was uh, from from novels, from movies, from TV shows, cartoons, comic books, whatever. If we could tie in a deck hockey thing, we would. And we did. So I thought I had a great team. I was very proud of it. The name of the team was the Misbehaving Few. Misbehaving and- Few, yep. Yeah, and just just to go through it real quick, uh, my first pick was Seabass from uh, Dumb and Dumber, Johnny Upton from uh, from Slapshot, Sergeant Mace from the Toy Line Cops, and speaking of him before, Guy quote unquote Smiley Rod Hockey, yeah, uh, yeah. Kelly Youngblood from the movie Youngblood, he was the older brother of the star of the movie, the NHL Guardian Bruin. And uh, thank you to the American Rhino for so generously giving this man to me. But the pro star is Wayne Gretzky. Yes, yes. And head coach was Reggie Dunlop. So that was a misbehaving few. It seemed great. I was very proud of these guys. I was like, this is unbeatable. That is a very solid roster, James. On paper, it is. Until you put it up against the American Rhino's team. The Queen's Crash. The Queen's Crash, first of all, the name is brilliant because I had no idea that a, a, a gang or group of rhinos are known as a crash. It's like so, a, a herd, you know, a crash yeah, of rhino. Brilliant. So great name right off the bat. So there Gary gets one point immediately. <laughs> your first draft, if I remember correctly, I have the list of, of your roster here, but Casey Jones as right. the goaltender. Well, you need, from, you need a solid goalie. It doesn't get much more solid than that. Then uh, Harry Dresden from the Dresden Files, a defenseman, which was awesome. A Batman, for crying out loud. For the third pick, forward is Batman. If you don't understand the Batman pick, then go back to, I think it was episode seven of Hit the Deck, where we discussed our worst hockey movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, everything is completely legitimate and with fair. We we had the rules and everything. So Gary was just he legitimate just got, is in I, heavy air quotes, James. He just out GM'd me because your initials happen to be GM, uh-huh. by the way, which we did bring to attention at that uh, podcast. So 
Yeah, so we had Batman as, as his forward, Fulton Reed from the Mighty Ducks on defense, the NHL on Fox bot on forward. <laughs> I'm particularly was, proud of that one. That, that, that's, was a, that was an out-of-the-box pick. Totally, totally, and uh, and really excellent redemption for the for that bot. Charlie Conway, also of the Mighty Ducks at center. Make a make and a move, then, Conway. Yep, and then uh, as an extra skater, which was another great suggestion from Gary, was Riley Anderson from the movie Inside Out, mm-hmm. and definitely a big thumbs up for all the girls out there. And head coach, none other than MacGyver. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that was a blast. Oh, I think so MacGyver fun. was your suggestion, James. Um. I don't, well, whatever, but uh, either way, it should have been because you are so much like MacGyver and it just makes sense. And the whole Mac thing too, you can't, you can't uh, take that one away from the other, but really brilliant stuff. It was so much fun. And and I had so much fun just, just listening to Gary come up with his picks because we didn't discuss it beforehand. It was a big (laughs) secret Yeah, and we saved it for the podcast and I think it worked out well. And then Gary even added some uh, echo and sounded like we were going up to the podium and stuff. So it was so much fun, very creative. And again, that to me, the top five moments had to really encompass what hit the deck is all about. And that did a beautiful job on all points. I thought episode 20, if you, uh, if you haven't, or or even if you have go back and check it out, because I think it's worth another listen. Agreed. Agreed. So then for my number one moment, are all of the American Rhino's amazing deck hockey innovations. So that goes from his mask to the loops he installed on his sneakers, the great adjustments he's done for his goalie gear, his pads, and uh, blocker and, and glove and even a stick and and so much more. It's just, it, it's really, I love listening to the innovations and, and how you think of these things, even the sewing and keeping the equipment up for, for playability as opposed to saving, you know, spending money on ice hockey equipment and then ruining it on the deck surface. So it was all deck hockey specific and tried and true stuff that Gary has has practiced and, and used himself and has mm. tested out. And really, I love it. I appreciate it so much. And, and again, that, that encompasses what this podcast is all about. So well done, Mr. American Rhino, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And going right up to the scoreboard that you created. And thank you for posting that on the YouTube page, as a matter of fact. Yes, at long last, the feature on our portable scoreboard is now available on our YouTube channel. Hit the Deck Podcast on YouTube. Just search for it. You're probably going to find Hit the Decks as the number one result. But you don't want that. Go to the teeny tiny print where it says, did you mean Hit the Deck? Obviously, I meant Hit the Deck. Why do you think I searched for it? But, uh... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting angry. Yes, so just check that out, or if you don't want to be bothered with searching YouTube, just go to our Twitter feed at Hit the Deck Pod, and there's a link directly to the video, and you can check that out. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, man, that does it for my favorite moments, and we'd love to hear your favorite moments out there. You, the listener, please, as Gary alluded to, yeah, check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. You want to leave your uh, suggestions. And speaking of super fans and, and guys there from the get-go, Anthony Novello, I'm sure Gary's, I don't want to step on your toes for this either because he's your friend, but just a great guy, huge supporter of the podcast, and we appreciate it so, so much. And has even helped us to expand to doing more for this podcast, like Play by Play, which is another new feature on the YouTube page. So, Mr. Novello, thank you so much. We tip our caps to you. We tap our sticks in your honor. and. Uh, Thank you for all the support. So Yeah, and if you haven't checked out the play-by-play, if somehow you've managed to avoid it because we've been uh, saturating our social media with it, but um, we did call a live deck hockey game, the uh, Misfits versus the Hackers out in St. James, New York at the Sports Arena this past Saturday night, and the video is still up there where we called play-by-play. We have all the action for you, and uh, if you haven't seen it already, cruise by our YouTube channel and check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Yes, and thank you for everybody for the positive feedback. We really appreciate it. It was our first time trying it out, and it seemed to work. This was all thanks to Gary, and and you can threaten me all you want, but you deserve to really be uh, thanked for it because of coming up with the equipment and and the setup and the portability of it too because there was no designated area for play-by-play for deck hockey and things like that, so we just had to do everything on the fly and set everything up pretty quickly and we only missed two minutes of the opening period and there's not much time between periods either so gary not only did he set everything up and got the audio going and and the the feed and even the little 
scoreboard for people to watch along with, but he had to record it with his camera and film it, which is not easy to do, especially when you're that close to the boards and there's a lot of things to get in the way and you're filming on a, on an iPhone. So that was a, amazing. And you were still doing the color at the same time, which was astounding. So really great job, man, for the first go round. There's some things we need to improve upon, but I don't think it's something that is uh, so out of the, the question that we couldn't improve upon. So, but again, thank you everybody for the positive feedback and, and for the requests of wanting to do more of that in the future. And we definitely will. And uh, really great stuff. So Thank you. It's, it's stuff like that from Anthony Novello and from Gary that really drives this podcast in the future and, and hopefully becomes more entertaining and, and brings the world of deck hockey together and hopefully uh, promotes it. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Sure. And uh, the last thing, just want to thank all of our guests as well. So Sam Chima, uh, Mike Margiata, Brad Vonsky, of course, our two good friends from the LIQ. Our first guest Mr. George Kornienko and the man that's responsible for hopefully there will be more deck hockey tournaments in the future, the Hockey at Rockies tournament, but uh, they are moving or at least in the process of moving their bar down the block. So hopefully we'll see what happens with that in the future. We'll definitely keep you posted. Jason and Robert from the team top shelf of the Mafo Hockey League. Thank you so much. Superfan Sue, of course. We finally got her on the air, and it was worth the wait. Hopefully, we will get Anthony Novello on the air as well in the future. And the chip off the old rhino, young Julia, <laughs> the, uh, the the special guest intro MC, and probably a better co-host than, than Gary will admit uh, than I am. But uh, we thank you, too. So everybody that's been a part of this podcast, thank you so much. And we hope to keep it going and, you know, hope it doesn't get old. And actually, a few of those guests were kind enough to share some of their reflections on this very podcast. So if you will indulge me and James and them, they would like to tell you about them right now. When it comes to my favorite segments, Hit the Deck, there's definitely a lot that I can choose from. First of all, I really enjoy just the regular old banter from... Gary and James. We want to hear from you. I don't know why I became Kennedy there. Like, a, we want to hear from you. <laughs> you know, maybe I have been hitting the mask too many times, James. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Chemistry between them is fantastic, and it makes listening to the podcast a real enjoyable experience. Plus, you know, they're my friends, so it's great to hear them giving their opinions and sharing their great personalities. And I really like what you guys did. I mean, there's plenty of hockey podcasts, but not a lot of people really talk about deck hockey and just sort of be not the unsung heroes, but, you know, just kind of the fun ins and outs of deck hockey. I enjoy listening every week, and I hope all of you out there really do enjoy it because it's just a fantastic, insightful way to look at hockey and the whole deck hockey thing and street hockey and show that, you know what, it's not just for kids. It's, it's for adults, and we all really enjoy it, and it's just our way of showing our love for the game. So, I mean, I've always, you know, when you guys said you were doing it, I was actually really excited and you know, I listen to almost every episode at almost. As far as individual segments go, you know, the ones that I've been on are obviously some of my favorites. Brad, Mibuki, so good to have you back. Yeah, we, we need you, buddy. Yeah, we are <laughs> always very happy when you grace us on the podcast. But that definitely is a little biased by me. I would be remiss if I did not say that episode 45, also known as the So Sue Us episode, was not my favorite episode of Hit the Deck. Thank you, Sue. Welcome to the podcast. For very obvious reasons. I also really enjoyed the segment that Gary and James interviewed the fellow George who runs the Rockies street hockey tournament. George Cornyanko. Because I know in the past we at the LIQ have thought about hosting our own tournament because there's not many of them around. So, you know, hell, why don't we host our own? And George really outlined some of the logistics of what goes into that and some of the problems that might come up. It's like anything else you ever do with anybody trying to do any kind of endeavor. You realize the first time you try to do something is always one of the hardest. Yeah, Because sure. you have to get it off the ground. And then, like anything else in life, you try to learn from your mistakes. And it was just a really informative interview. And I kind of go back to that one sometimes because I really would like to participate in the Rockies tournament again. We have no idea when that might be, but hopefully soon enough. I mean, every year it's somebody new and they say, geez, what a good time. We can't wait to come back. And I think that's important to hold on to that. Some of my other segments seem to be, strangely enough, goalie-based. I really like the episode we did together because it was just really fun for me to talk about hockey and deck hockey and sort of, it's, I really enjoyed 
just sort of the round table you and me had with James talking about kind of the goaltending and how we approach things and how we look at things. The interview that really consisted mostly of Gary and Mike talking about the inner workings of the goaltender. Try zip ties because not only will it hold it in place, but then it gives you a gigantic claw. I will take that under advisement. Thank you, Mike. Then I'm really one step away from being some kind of slasher villain. Nice. That was a great one because it really informed me as someone who rarely plays a position. I mean, sometimes I got to fill in because you do what you got to do. That was really cool. That was really like insightful for me just to sort of kind of go behind your mask, so to say, and just sort of see, you know, the philosophy and the psychology of how you approach it. You know, it sort of just gave some, some background info on what goalies go through and how they pick their style and how they react to different situations. I thought it was really just insightful and informative and great for anyone who doesn't play the position of goalie to hear, but also as a sort of vindication for goalies everywhere of, yes, you're all going through the same thing. It's a very you-against-the-world mentality. And when you do well, you think, I did this. When you do bad, it's like, I ruined everything right my favorite episode name that you had was the skeletorial hit the deck episode (laughs) just because i think that may be my new favorite word of all time and i think you should try and work that into every podcast you know in some way shape or form skeletorial i also really enjoyed the episodes you did with brad especially his breakdowns he would break down plays and all that. What are you trying to do here, Brad? You basically take a peek at the goalie while taking one quick last look at the puck to make sure it's still on your stick, and you just look for a hole. The enjoyment with that was a sort of a personal thing just because, you know, I've known Brad now for like almost 15 years or longer, just about. So I've seen sort of the many, the many sides of Brad. I've seen Brad the high school student, Brad the musician. Brad, you know, this and that and everything. But, I've, you know, it wasn't until fairly recently that I got to see Brad, the hockey player. And, you know, it was just such an eye-opening thing when we first started playing together. Just to be like, oh, my God, he's that good? I mean, and we'd gone to hockey games and he would always say, oh, well, see what he's doing there, see what he's doing there. You know, he was very good about explaining what was happening at a game in person. But to really see him and hear him break down a play that he was a part of. You know, it was just sort of like uh, it was kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit. You know what I mean? It was it was just for me as a very not lifelong, but as a very long friend of Brad. That was really cool to see, you know, kind of see that side of him in its entirety to see him break down and, you know, to kind of hear sort of the mental play by play of what he was doing when he was coming in and he was going around James to make a shot on you. If you have the distance to make the pass across and set up a one timer, that's your first option there. Otherwise, then you have to kind of go to backup plans, either stop the play completely and then try to set up for something different or take a shot. That was pretty cool. You know, that's a side that I very rarely get to see. And I think it was a cool thing in general because I think most people look at deck hockey and it's like, you know, everyone just chases the ball around and and then once they get it, they make a shot. And, you know, I think the idea is that deck hockey is like super amateur and and it's just the guys that can't skate and could never make it as roller hockey players or even the lowest beer league player. So the idea is that there's no real strategy. It's just get the puck and shoot. But, I mean, clearly that showed that at least in terms of Brad, and, and you know, and, and there's plenty of other people. There's definite strategy going on, and there's all the many thoughts that you say, oh, well, look at what a regular hockey player on a breakaway, all the thoughts that go through his mind. You could see that, at least with, you know, Brad, when he was breaking those plays down, those are still very much a part of even the deck hockey game, which was really cool. Another one of my favorite segments, and I apologize, Gary, because it seemed like you were emotionally distressed during this particular one, but a couple of weeks back, Gary was talking about just the emotional toll that being a goalie can take on him and how, you know, he wasn't sure if he was up to it. I'm really starting to wonder if it might be time to take off the pads. No! Which, you know, during the last game that we played, Gary made some crazy Dominic Hasek-like saves, so I got to say that he's definitely still up to it and has many years ahead of him. But just hearing the emotional toll that it takes on someone was really just eye-opening for me because I know some of our goalies, whether it be Gary or 
Mike or Craig have complained in the past that everyone says to them, oh, you shouldn't be so mad. You shouldn't be mad that you lost a game. It's just a game or just friends. But I think it all falls down to the whole aspect of when you're a goaltender, your job is to stop the puck. And anytime you are unable to do a job that's expected of you, that can create some emotional distress. If the puck gets past me, I have failed in my job. My job is to stop the puck. My job is not to try my best. It's not to say, ah, they beat me with a great shot. Got to tip my cap to them. And it's definitely not to blame my defense. It is a binary, either I stop it or I don't. And if I don't, then I have let down my team and it is my fault. And Gary obviously internalizes his, which... Gary, I hope you're doing okay. But some of our other goalies can take it out on the posts or throw a little bit of a temper tantrum or yell or scream or get aggravated at their defenseman. And then later on, they have to apologize for what they did. But in the heat of the moment, that distress comes out in a way maybe they didn't intend or in a way that they did intend to motivate their players. So it gave me some background of, you know what, I'm going to take my goaltender's mental differences from the rest of us and understand them and not be like, oh, you shouldn't be so angry next time. You know, it's just a game. And just understand their personality and what they're going through. And rather than criticize them what they're doing, support them. Give them the mental support they need. And I know I've done that for my goaltenders in the past, and I've seen James doing a lot for Gary, just to keep the morale up, because it's not an easy thing to do. So to you goalies out there, my props to you for doing what you do. And I know I fill in once in a while, but I don't consider myself a goalie because I don't think I have the mindset for it. So... On that note, hopefully, Gary, your mental anguish that comes with being a goaltender is not too bad. And I will say it does not show very often during the podcast. You guys are very happy-go-lucky. But in all seriousness, I actually really enjoyed the episode that came before mine, episode 44, where Gary, James, Mike, and Brad discussed the NHL top 100 players of all time. I don't think he should be on this list, but that's going to be... Well... There's a couple people that I think that should should be on. I know. I got quite a hockey education listening to that podcast, and it was incredibly enlightening and interesting to listen to the four of you go back and forth about your picks and why and what you agreed with and disagreed with. And I, I did agree with a lot of what you said. I didn't agree with some of what you said, but it was an incredibly entertaining podcast. You know, anytime you get three or four or five guys sitting around talking about great players or, you know, the top 100, who belongs, who doesn't, whatever. I mean, who's the best goaltender, who are the top five, ten, however you want to break it down. Whenever you have those conversations, to me, they're always fun. You know, like I was a history major. I'm becoming a social studies teacher. So like a favorite thing is sort of like, you know, for history teachers, you play the what if game. And I think that like that's kind of a similar thing is we just talk about players and who would translate from one era to another. You know, if you brought back, I don't know, Jacques Plante, how would he do today? Versus if you took Johnny Bauer and you brought him today. You know, I mean, I'm just trying to pull off names off the top of my head and I'm not making a specific case and either way. But it's just like that's a fun conversation. And just to listen to it, I thought was was great. You know, I really I, I really like that a lot. So, I, again, that was probably my favorite Hit the Deck episode to date. And I have to say, and and this is more of a personal anecdote, after the NHL Top 100 podcast, my second favorite podcast was definitely the WWE Royal Rumble podcast. The champion check down. For those listeners who probably do not know, Gary, James, and I kind of make it an annual tradition to go to Gary's house and watch the WWE Royal Rumble together. So that was a lot of fun to listen to you guys do that. Oh, and the goon has jumped over the boards and immediately been clotheslined back over the boards. Oh, that was a that was a very short, short showing. Maybe I can get in on it next year and, and do my picks as well. It was an old episode. You guys did something where you talked about the best hockey movies. I forgot which one was Goon. It should have been on the best hockey movies, right? And then just uh, for a couple of other movies that are worth checking out, one is Goon. Goon's a great movie. Not not the best smell weight, but Goon's pretty fun. And then, of course, you know, this goes without saying, but any episode that you have Julia on. I think it's great because I root for my favorite team. Your, your beautiful daughter also brings a very large smile to my face as I'm listening to the podcast. So more Julia, please, if possible. Da, 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 and a la, la, la.
So keep at it, guys. Just keep it up. I can't wait for 50 more episodes. I can't wait for episode 100. Because just to think of what you guys will talk about from 50 to 100, and then all the nonsense and ridiculous fun that will happen at episode 100 should be pretty fun. Congratulations on 50 episodes. Hopefully we got 250 more. Here's to 1,000 more. Happy 50th. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Sue. Thank you so very much for taking the time out to remember the podcast. I feel like uh, we're not going away. It's not, it's not like this is an immemorium of the Hit the Deck podcast. We plan on staying right here. Well, maybe not right here. I'm in my living room and James is in his apartment as well. So um, if we stay right here respectively, then we will never leave the house and we will never do anything. And I will lose my job. And um, really, will will fall into uh, anyway. Um, the point is, the podcast is sticking around. So uh, th- thanks again, and um, we're we're glad that you enjoyed. We we're glad we could provide some entertainment for you, and we hope that we will continue to do so. That was spectacular. Thank you so much for putting that together, Gary. Thank you to Sue, a super fan, Sue, and uh, Brad and Mike. It, that was really wonderful. I think they did an excellent job of, of describing what the podcast is all about. It's, it, I'm really touched by that, actually. It really means a lot to uh, be complimented by such good people that, that know their stuff. And uh, that, that's really wonderful, high praise and very, very much appreciated. So that was wonderful. Thank you very Agreed. much, Gary, for putting that together. Oh, I know. It was my pleasure. I really, I, I, <laughs> I had great material to work off of. So again, thank you to all of you who participated. And if you have some things about the podcast that you'd like to share or remember or enjoy, and you didn't have the opportunity to say them here on the podcast, please feel free to talk about it on our Facebook page at Hit The Deck. Tweet at us at Hit The Deck Pod. If there's something specific that you want to talk to us about, email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com and, you know, Instagram, what have you. And we would be very, very happy for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just one last thing, too. There's no time limit either. As a matter of fact, whenever you get a chance to listen to the podcast, we appreciate it. There's, that's fine. We understand it is a podcast and, and we try and keep it topical, but it's there for the listening whenever you get to it. So as a matter of fact, Anthony Novella even posted about our, uh, speaking of the, the Christmas deck hockey teams and stuff like that. And he mentioned the King Elvis Presley. So I apologize for, I, I would never try and snuff the King of rock and roll by any means, but he recommended that he'd make a great goalie. And I can't argue with that either. The, the King had some great moves. And, uh, speaking of another King that Gary and I know so well over at MSG, but, yeah, Elvis would have been one heck of a great goalie. So sorry about that, and thank you for calling me out on that too, uh, Anthony, and much appreciated. And we'd love to hear anything else that you, anybody else wants to spout out about too. So that's the point. You know, you're a part of this podcast. That's one of the reasons why it's so much fun and, and it, it's great, and we can make it better and keep it fun, and we feed off of what you think and say, and it's for you. So. Thank you. Please keep it coming, and we appreciate it very much. All right, James. We've been talking about ourselves for almost an hour. We're we're terrible dates. Um, yeah. What <laughs> what else do we have on tap for this show? So yeah, talking about ladies' choice, Gary found this out, and I appreciate it that the U.S. women's hockey team, a very extremely successful hockey team, if it doesn't matter man, woman, or anything else, what three time defending champions of the IIHF. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, and and obviously their Olympics uh, prowess as well. I mean, the the female hockey players in this country have done wonders for the game, as have the uh, Canadian counterparts. So that's a heck of a rivalry. It's it's really a lot of fun watching the ladies go at it. But uh, and then the women's hockey league that's come about the last couple of years as well. Yeah, really. But, if uh, someone tells you you hit like a girl, you should take that as a compliment. Yeah, really. We, we we don't just say that. We we mean that, and we've experienced it. So <laughs> definitely good stuff. But Gary, yeah, the, the American Rhino pointed something out that something that that's really mind boggling to me. And I guess the point of the article and and this topic is just to let everybody know out there that the women are actually the, the U.S. women's team. They're going to boycott the IIHF World Championship, which begins at the recording of this podcast at the end of this month on March thirty first. Yeah, so if they cannot work out a suitable wage that they find to be agreeable, because 
for right now, basically, if you're on the American women's team, if it's an Olympic year, you get paid, I think, $1,000 a month for six months or, or maybe it was... Maybe it was $1,000 a week. That sounds more reasonable. Yeah, so let's say $1,000 a week for six months. And for the other three and a half years, when it is not the Olympic time frame, you get paid virtually nothing. Now, uh, I don't think the men's team gets treated that way. So basically, these women who have been abundantly successful, and they are a shining example for our country and for the sport— they just want to be treated fairly. They just want to be paid a living wage. So they've said, you know what? Enough. We're not doing this anymore until you agree to pay us what we're worth. So they are boycotting the championships until such time as they can come to an agreement with U.S. hockey to get paid a reasonable wage for what they are doing. Yeah, I'm curious if this has something to do with TV rights because that's where a lot of these leagues get their monies from are the insane TV rights that they come up with. Like any league, the MLB, I mean, the NFL is a master at really ripping people off, let's be honest. I mean, billions and billions of dollars for a once-a-week game of uh, like a C-list game, which is what uh, what ESPN does for their Monday Night Football. And it's literally billions of dollars for whatever, how many years that is. And then there's a Thursday night package. So they just have money hand over fist, and then all the money they get from the cable subscriptions, which is 60%, 660% of your cable bill and my cable bill is profit for the cable companies. So just to put it in perspective, so give some of that to the ladies, man. I mean, uh, you know, didn't mean to come up with that ladies man pun, but yeah, I mean, like Gary said, they've done so much for the sport and, you know, they have to do something for a living. Hockey is an expensive sport. Yeah. Uh, even if you're a great NHL or a lot of these guys, they need to rely on sponsorships. So if it's uh, like Bauer or CCM or Easton or something, you know, they, they supply you with equipment and things like that, which definitely adds up. But uh, these ladies are working their buns off and they've gone great strides into promoting the sport and are very successful and, and uh, are exactly, Gary said it absolutely right. They're uh, excellent examples of, of patriotism in this beautiful country of ours. So hopefully they can get that done. And this was after 14 months of negotiations, by the way. The women thus didn't just say, uh, you know, you're not giving us what we want and that's it. We're, we're walking away. It's, it, they're doing this, which is you have to imagine the pride that they have in being defending champions and working so hard and, and earning those championships to walk away. Hopefully that is the leverage that they need to get the negotiations going and I hope that they get the monies from if it's from TV ratings or, or TV uh, contracts or whatever it is to please do so and hopefully everything will be fine and the ladies can win another IIHF uh, world championship. So thanks for bringing that up, Gary, and, and good luck to the ladies. Sure. So the deadline seems to be March 21st. That is when training camp opens. So if they cannot reach a deal by next Tuesday, they not showing up. And as much as it would pain James and I to not see the women squash the rest of the world because, you know, USA, 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 I, I think James and I have your back here, ladies. So uh, you do what you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, and yeah, it's just for the, the promotion of hockey, as we were saying before, at the top of the broadcast, it's uh, the podcast, I should say, is that uh, it's a small chunk of a huge piece of pie the sports world is huge and uh, the the amazing hockey tournament that they just came up with even for the, the world hockey tournament and then with, with the juniors the that was a classic classic series and tournament that the the men won that the usa men and face to face versus the canadian guys it was just you couldn't dream up something more exciting and, and great so keep it up cooler heads will prevail i hope and yeah exactly way to go ladies we we definitely uh, are, are rooting for you in more ways than one now. So get that done. So from there, let's talk about it's going to be St. Patrick's Day at the when, when Gary edits and, and puts this podcast up. It will be St. Patrick's Day. And then two days after that will be St. Joseph's Day. So faith and begara. I'm doing it again, James. I've lapsed back into the brogue. I'm going to drive off all of our listeners the way St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland.
<laughs> I hope not. I mean, we were just yapping around for the last hour. How uh, how much fun and encompassing this this podcast is supposed to be. I'm a wee disgrace. Hey, listen. I mean, uh, people should have a good sense of humor about themselves, and and I, being Italian, I could take a joke with with all of the uh, the things that maybe be a little bit uh, pushing it with the uh, sarcastic things against the my fellow paisans and stuff like that. But it's all in good fun. It it all comes from the heart, and it it's not. You know, this this country's kind of lost its way a little bit. We're a little bit too sensitive and thin skinned, but. Uh, that's just all in good fun, and we're all celebrating. We we love our Irish sisters and brothers, and this world would be a really lame place without them. And we appreciate their contributions. And I personally, uh, I'm not much of a drinker, but when I do, Guinness is just it's delicious and good stuff. And even the the cuisine and stuff. As a matter of fact, it's on a Friday this year, St. Patrick's Day, but you could still have your corned beef and cabbage because uh, dispensation. But a little loophole in, in the whole Lent world, if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, fellow Catholics and, and Christians out there, we're not supposed to have meat on Fridays during Lent. But a traditional meal on St. Patrick's Day is corned beef and cabbage. So with it being for St. Patrick, one of the most important saints that we know of and we love and appreciate, you have to kind of just give a little, uh, you know, don't go too crazy and you're going to have to sacrifice something else to make up for it. But you can have your corned beef and cabbage tomorrow. And yes, yes. nominee, about. dominee. Uh, it should be noted that this only applies to the Diocese of Brooklyn and Queens, James. Other dioceses, you should probably check with your local bishop to see if you are also so dispensed <laughs> to uh, be able to eat meat on this day. Thank you, Gary, for saving my skin as the great goalie that you are. So sure. Apologies for that. So, uh, but yeah, last edition of Hit the Deck was happened to be Hit the Deck Six when we talked about our uh, appreciation of St. Joseph and St. Patrick, and we talked about the best NHLers and, and hockey players and deck hockey players as well with the names Joseph and Patrick. And we came up with a pretty darn good list of players and, and great players from people that we know and NHLers as well. So this time to make it a little bit different in, in terms of the deck hockey thing – I think that uh, – and we'll talk about the um, the St. Patrick's Day gear too in a minute as well. But I think both St. Patrick and St. Joseph would make great deck hockey players. Uh, I don't know, Gary, if you'd agree or not. But uh, first of all, you know, St. Joseph was a carpenter, so he could make his own great hockey stick. Absolutely. And I guarantee you, as, as a man as creative as you are as well, you'd appreciate that. And, and I guarantee you that St. Joseph's hockey stick would be a heck of a lot better than anybody else's out there. Any top-of-the-line NHL – $300 stick, it would just pale in comparison versus St. Joseph's. Yeah, it wouldn't and, snap yeah. off the way these uh, flimsy NHL sticks do, I tell you that. Amen to that. And uh, St. Patrick, too, he was always known to have a walking stick. So call on his buddy St. Joseph to convert it to a hockey stick, and bam, there you go. So both guys are ready to go anytime, anywhere. They're good to go for deck. And as I mentioned before, St. Patrick did drive the snakes out of Ireland, so he probably wouldn't have too much trouble with a drive from the point. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I, I think St. Patrick would be a heck of a goalie. I would, uh, yeah, I'd put St. Joseph on D because all that he did to protect the, the Blessed Mother and, and Jesus was, was second to none. The man, even to go without sleep. So God bless him for that, and and so we definitely both saints definitely have your back for the defensive points, and and no worries there. And both tough guys, very brave, extremely reliable, and their winning percentages are, I dare say, a perfect one thousand percent. So can't go wrong with those two great saints. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody! Happy St. Joseph's Day, and enjoy. Yes, eat corned beef and cabbage and St. Joseph cakes and whatever other culinary traditions you care to observe. Eat, drink, and be merry, or exactly. what have you. Right, and, and be careful, too, and maybe even go to church, you know, just, just, just saying. But anyway, so the NHL never forgets good old St. Patrick, and right now, as a matter of fact, if you go to shop.nhl.com, they have an entire line of brand new, I think they usually update these things, if I'm not mistaken, but every year they have a St. Patrick's Day themed merchandise. So it's jerseys, it's hats, it's caps, it's shirts, it's everything. So whatever your favorite team is, they'll customize it to it. And it'll be, I'm just looking at it right now. They're green bodied jerseys and shirts. And uh, some of them have shamrocks on them and they have your official team logo on the front. And you can even customize your name and number on the back. 
And it's really cool stuff. So if your favorite colors happen to be green and white, I'm a Jet fan, so I have a, I have a for football, I have a soft spot in my heart for the green and white. And these you, really look sweet. You also probably have a soft spot in your head. Well, that goes without saying, but yes, absolutely. Why else would I be a Jet fan? This but, is what um, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, self-loathing. They do nothing but break your heart. So, But, uh, you know, the, the Dallas Stars, a couple of years ago, they changed their logo and, and team colors to just a green and white, like a basic looking mm. throwback, if you will. And uh, yeah, and then these these jerseys are kind of along that lines too. So if you're a... Uh, Reminiscent of the Minnesota North Stars, perhaps? There you go, yeah. Uh, that, that seems to be the trend for the at least leagues around, like MLB has really done a great job in embracing its heritage and doing throwback jerseys and 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 team caps and things like that. So the NHL too, if you have a rich history and they're celebrating their 100th season this year, by all means, it's really cool looking. And, and so you're ahead of the game if you're a Dallas fan, but uh, you got Rangers caps and Islanders jerseys and everything. So all teams are represented. You go check it out, shop.nhl.com. And if you're a three, Maybe wait a couple days if uh, you want to sell. Maybe you'll you'll get a good bargain on these things. But that's not a bad idea. It's not going to come by St. Patrick's Day anyway, so why not? Right. Good point. Good good point. And enjoy. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, James. Thank you, Pops. Thank you for uh, obviously being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music contributed to the podcast thank you to the liq for sound effects used in the podcast thank you to you for your continued support over the last 50 episodes and beyond we genuinely legitimately do appreciate you thank you to everyone who watched our play-by-play last saturday and in the vein of play-by-play we do have a another announcement to make if you enjoyed that game then you will also likely enjoy our next play-by-play excursion out at the sports arena in st james new york on sunday march 26th at eight o'clock james and i will be calling the lunatics versus mash so you will not want to miss that one and that will be good times had by all, except for probably the team that scores the least amount of goals. They probably won't have that good of a time. But we'll see which team that's going to be. Yes, yes, indeed we shall. I would echo what James mentioned earlier. Please feel free to contact us at hitthedeck at gmail.com, at hitthedeckpod on Twitter. We are, of course, at hitthedeck on Instagram and Facebook. Our YouTube page, which we promoted ad nauseum earlier in the podcast, Head the Deck Podcast, is that page. And, of course, we would encourage you to subscribe to this very podcast. We have come 50 episodes. If you've gone 50 episodes without subscribing, what the heck are you waiting for? 50 more? No, of course not. It would be so much more convenient if that podcast is just automatically delivered to your device. So please subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on whichever podcasting outlet you use to get your podcasts, and it will make it better for everyone, except for the people who don't like the podcast for whatever reason. But why are you listening to this if that's the case? Uh, anyway, so I don't know. I've completely lost the thread. James, please save me. No, you're right on track. And, and I have a request too, please. If you wouldn't mind taking a picture of yourself wearing that awesome shirt and putting it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, wherever, uh, on one of our Hit the Deck uh, outlets, please do. And again, thank you, Gary. It's been a great honor to be your, your co-host and Hopefully we can keep going as long as we can with this. And thank you to everybody who's listened and participated. And uh, we appreciate it. I feel the same way, James. I could not have done it without you. So um, thank you for 50 episodes and uh, look forward to the next one and the next 50 after that one. So that being the case, I'm in a good mood. I hope you're in a good mood after listening to the show. And when you're in a good mood, it's always much easier to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I'm not going to say I'm your number one fan because that's probably like, you know, your wife or something. It's definitely not my wife. I don't think she's ever listened to the podcast.